Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to this live broadcast, my friends. I want to welcome the Remnant Warriors. And uh, we'll let a few of you get on here before I continue. Got my California hat on because today is the 13th. Tomorrow is the 14th. And I know many of you have fought very hard. Some of the Remnant Warriors out in California, when I was out there last just a few weeks back, I spent a good amount of time with some Remnant Warriors out there. And uh, just appreciated that time, appreciated it so much. Many of them have been great warriors in the grassroots effort to get Gavin Newsom recalled. And it all comes down to tomorrow. So we're gonna have to see how this plays out in California. What's gonna happen? So I got my California hat on, we're praying for California. I'll tell you, not just the eyes of the nation are on California, actually the eyes of the world because a lot of people are looking for some shred of hope, something to go in our favor. And uh, it would be a big deal if California were to flip red, let me tell you, it'd be a big deal. So intercessors, please, please be praying for California in the next 24 hours. Um, I, I will tell you one of my good friends, uh, many, many good friends in California, but one of my good friends shot me, uh, shot me a text yesterday and they said uh, that they were voting and that there was four people that right when they were at this, this polling center in the San Fernando Valley, there was four people that had been told they had already voted, but they didn't vote yet. In other words, somebody voted for them. So, you know, if, that, if that's the case, uh, you know, it, it's just um, more shenanigans, right? More shenanigans. And I hope that if you've been asleep, that maybe you'll, you'll start to see some of these things that are going on. This is pervasive. This is seems to be a reoccurring situation, right? So uh, so we're all praying for California. Larry Elder has been on my show before. I've been in touch with his campaign, you know, told them I'm praying for them. Uh, been in touch with like the top people in his campaign that are running his campaign. One of them is a dear friend. And uh, they've been fighting, friends. They've been fighting. So let's make sure to be praying for them, okay? All right, so uh, we are praying for them. We'll, we'll have Malcolm, my friend Malcolm McGaw, on the program tomorrow. I got Jeffrey Prather coming back on. He's a former CIA uh, man. Uh, Malcolm McGaw was part of the Trump 2016 campaign, very active in California. He knows what's going on. So tomorrow we'll have him on the broadcast as well. But yes, Sharman, uh, uh, you're right. Cheating, cheating continues. So anyways, all eyes are on California, but I wanted to, uh, so listen, I'm going to tell you guys something. I've done three versions of the podcast today and I erased them all. And um, that's because I, I just, I needed to press in with the Lord. And, and I just, I, I was asking the Lord to give me a word. I was asking the Lord to give me a word because I have to be honest, you know, I've been, I'm a sensitive guy and I've been reading many of your letters and your emails and I, I read all of them and you know, so many of you are being affected by these mandates, uh, this thing that happened with Biden last week, and, and so many of you are being affected. And I did a live afterwards where I explained that the executive action that he did, the executive order is not, um, you know, it's not commensurate with, with changing the law of the land. In other words, it's, it's not. And I even read through an article that showed that, that, you know, an executive order is not binding for citizenry of the United States that our Congress, our representatives, I went through that, you guys remember that? So um, anyways, let me just show you. So I, I spent time with the Lord today because I was just like, Lord, I need a word, I need a word. And I don't always say that, but I'll be honest, like 
reading your guys' stories and reading, sorry, I'm gonna turn that down. Reading what you're going through, my heart just breaks. And it's not just you. You know, we've been dealing with, uh, we had a car breakdown. One of our vehicles broke down. It's just been a lot of assignments of the enemy. And in order to fix it, it was more money than we expected. It's still in the shop right now. Um, it's just, you know, have you noticed that the service in like almost everywhere you go, whether it's restaurants or car dealers or every, the service is just taking a nosedive. Have you noticed that in COVID? Everything is blamed on COVID these days. You know, oh, we don't have the parts because of COVID or we don't have the help because of COVID. Really unbelievable, isn't it? So that's what we're experiencing. So please pray for us with our vehicle. Uh, just, just something to get us distracted. And um, so anyway, I wanna share what the Lord's put on my heart. So I'm gonna do a little recap. So we had the 40 days of fasting, 40 days. Many of you were a part of that with the Psalm 64 decree. And I'm gonna read, I, I know I probably read it a million times, but I'm gonna read it again because this is what we've been believing. It's only uh, 10 verses. So in Psalm 64, it says, hear my voice, O God, in my prayer, preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Okay, it's very important. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. I'm just gonna stop right there for a second because if you've been listening to the mainstream corporate media, there's so much fear. Even in the church, a lot of people are fearful. I mean, I can't even tell you how many people have been discouraged that I've talked to and, you know, people that just feel like they're at the end of their road. And, you know, I've, I've been dealing with people that are suicidal. I mean, it's been heavy. You can see the heaviness. That's why I needed to spend time in the secret place today. And that's why I literally threw away three podcasts, you know, just because I said, you know, what? I need a word, Lord. I need something of encouragement to, to talk to the saints of God because I know they're feeling and they're dealing with what I'm dealing with, right? So I went back, I just went through all the different things that through the fast and this 40 days of fasting that the Lord revealed to me. And I'm just putting it all together because it actually tells a story. And I think you're gonna get it. So Psalm 64, it says, hear my voice, O God, in my prayer, preserve my life from fear of the enemy. So number one, our life is need, you know, we need to be preserved from the fear because there's this fear, 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 everywhere you go, fear, 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 virus, fear, you know, this, that, I mean, churches, it's ridiculous. I mean, do you see it? You see all the people that are afraid? And that's why I talk about lions and generals and not being afraid and fear is not of the Lord. We talked about it yesterday. By the way, thank you for tuning in to Sunday service. Um, so that's what we're asking. Now, the second verse is hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity. That's right, the insurrection of the workers of iniquity. I, I need to be hidden from their wickedness. I need to be hidden from their... They're, they're evil. It's evil, you know? And so we got to separate. We got to come out from it. We got to come out from this evil. We got to come out from the, from the words because if we hook into it, even as Christians, even as spirit-filled believers, if we hook into it, you know, it's going to literally take a toll on us, right? I'm going to read the whole thing. So it says, who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in a secret at the perfect, suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil matter. They commune of laying snares privately. They say, who shall see them? They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search, both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep, okay? Now here's where I like this verse. It turns around on verse seven. It says, but the Lord your God shall shoot at them with an arrow and suddenly they will be wounded. So shall they make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away. 
And all men shall fear and declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. Now here's the deal, okay? From verse 7 to verse 10, the Lord is going to shoot at them with his arrow. That's what we believed, That's what we believed, right? That's what we, we fasted, we prayed, we believed. 40 days, okay? And much revelation came from that. So that was the first part. It was the Psalm 64 decree. We fasted, we prayed, we believed. And, and there's a lot of stuff, whether we hear it from the mainstream corporate media or not, there's a lot of stuff that's coming out. There's a lot of people that are being exposed. If you think about this, you know, you and I are awake. We've been awake. Many of you have been awake for a while. Some of you have not been awake as long. But regardless, if you're listening to this broadcast, you're probably awake, right? And so we have to remember, there's still a lot of people that are asleep. And many, some of those people, not all of them, but some of those people have started to awaken. So I know in my personal life, there was people that wouldn't even listen to me before. They thought I was crazy. They'd call me a conspiracy theorist, all this different stuff. And, and some of those people are now inquiring and asking me questions. Some of those people are coming now and they're asking many questions. So as, as much as I've been awake and you've been awake, there's new people that are waking up. And I'll tell you, here's a way to look at it. You know, look at the crowds when some of these groups, when, we, when we've been going speaking around the country. I mean, I'll tell you, just a year ago, you know, if I would have gone somewhere and, and, and spoke with the same exact group that I'm going around with and different groups and, you know, different patriots and whatnot, we would not have sold it out. I mean, it was hard to sell tickets a while back, right? I mean, you would have some patriots, some hardcore people, probably people like you and me, but there was a, it, it was hard to fill you know, a big venue with like 4,000 seats. Now, okay, a year later, we get 30,000 people that try to come to some of these venues that only have 4,000 seats. So clearly there's been a shift. And just look like over, you know, in DC this last weekend, there was thousands of people that gathered despite all the challenges, despite some of the security risks, despite some of the things that we've seen, like with January 6th and all different things, people still showed up and God still moved, right? How many of you guys saw some of that? So God is, listen, and, th and this just, there's pockets of revival all around the country and all around the world. I mean, I, I just saw video footage out of Brazil that was like, wow, like it looked like a million people had come out because they're worried about Bolsonaro. They're hoping that he's like a Trump to them. They want to see him win. And they know that they have some of the similar problems with election integrity. In fact, almost the exact same issues that we're having here in the United States. So think about this, right? More and more people are waking up all the time. So we were kind of some of the first people to be awakened. So to us, it's like, this is taking so long. This is like, God, why aren't you moving? Like, God, we're praying, we're fasting. But we got to remember every week that goes by, more and more people wake up. Every week that goes by, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing like former Democrats. I'm seeing people that you would never think join this group. And, and we're realizing this isn't a political thing. This is a spiritual thing. I mean, look at those Democrats that were out there, um, you know, saying that they should partner with the Satanists, that the Satanists had it right in Texas with the, uh, with the abortion law that they just put through. And they were, they were coming against that, you know, and saying, and they're, they're trying to challenge it. And, and they're literally partnering with Satanists. So it's like, it's so in our face. It's so, you know, it's obvious that this is a battle of light versus darkness. And I think the light bulb is going on more and more with more and more people. So we have to think of it from that perspective, right? The other thing that God is doing in this, if you think about it, 
is he's, he's causing us to have more fortitude, more stick to more, you know, where we have to go deeper. Even for me, you know, I, look, you can see I'm tired. I mean, it's, it's rare that I get a lot of rest these days. I try very hard, but there's just so much going on. And, you know, I have a pastor's heart. And when I read your emails and I see that you're going through stuff at your work and you're, you know, it's just so many different challenges right now. And I read those and my heart is heavy because I, you know, it's hard for me not to take on some of that because I just, I care about you. And I'm, I'm so sorry that you're having to go through this. So we're trying to do, you know, our part, what we can do to help and to pray. And that's what we do. We're praying for you. And I'm going to actually be entering into another fast now uh, because I just think, you know what, this is a season where I just got to go deeper and deeper and deeper, you know, and, and, and you can join that. I'll put out some details about that in the coming days. But it's like, you're like, oh my gosh, another fast. Yes. Because I really think that we just need to keep going deeper, deeper. Now, I'm not saying that corporately everybody needs to do that. Like the Psalm 64, that was a real corporate fast where many of us did it together. You know, but if you feel on your heart, I mean, just join. You know, I'm going to start taking communion on some of these broadcasts. I mean, listen, what can we do? What, how can we go deeper? What can we do, Lord, right? So we're looking at, at these scriptures. So he gave me Joel 2 then. He gave me Joel 2. It's blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy hill. Remember that? I went over that uh, the other day. And, and, you know, it basically says, you know, about the, the enemy that's coming to attack. But then it says, um, you know, that the Lord, you know, rend your heart, not your garments. Return to the Lord in verse 13 of Joel 2. Return to the Lord for he's gracious and he's compassionate. He's slow to anger and he's abounding in love. And he relents from sending calamity. Who knows? He may turn and have pity and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings and drink and offerings uh, for the Lord your God. So we've been believing that this is what's happening. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Consecrate. Remember, I had the angel that, that literally, while I was fasting, in 20 years, I haven't had an experience like this. You know, I mean, I, I was stabbed nine times when I was 22 years old. I'm 44 now. You know, that was an experience. I went into the glory of God. And that's, you know, part of the reason why I'm a pastor today. But I haven't had an experience like this in years where I literally felt an angel you know, when I was sleeping, wake me up, tug on my shirt. I woke up and the angel was basically saying, you know, what this scripture is saying, consecrate, you know, gather the people, consecrate, bring together the elders, gather the children, those that are nursing at breast, let the bridegroom leave his room and let the bride her chamber. Let the priests who minister before the Lord weep between the temple and the porch and on the altar. Let them sp say, spare your people, O Lord. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn, a byword among the nations. Okay, so... Again, read Joel 2 if you haven't read it. I don't want to, you know, read the same things over and over, but I'm trying to connect the dots here. So then it was Joel 2. Then we had 2 Chronicles 7, uh, 7, the entire chapter of 2 Chronicles 7, okay? And that was uh, when, you know, it was talking about Solomon and the people of Israel. And, you know, the famous scripture in the 714 was, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and shall pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I'll heal their land. I'll heal their land, okay? And, and so we're putting all these things together. Think about this, right? Think about this. We're putting all these things together. Joel 2, Psalm 64, okay? Second um, Chronicles 7, right? These are all very, very important. So I was like, okay, Lord, I need another revelation. You know, what, what else do you want to talk to me about? And then... I got this today. This is what I, I believe was the breakthrough here today, okay? And it's it's um it's the scripture that's found in Romans 8:28. Romans 8:28. It's very simple. It says, "And we know that all things 
God works for good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose, okay? That's Romans 8, 28. You probably know it. So these are all very popular scriptures, but you got to think about the story that's being told here, how the Lord is putting these all together. Because the thing is, is that we have the propensity in our humanity to get down right now because we're looking at the things that are happening and we have the propensity. You know, we're probably, I'm sure you're hearing similar stories to what I'm hearing. I'm sure that you guys are, you know, you're probably dealing with warfare because most remnant people are dealing with warfare right now and you're pressing in, and we haven't seen the real breakthrough in the natural yet. We've seen some things, but we haven't seen, um, you know, all of it, right? So here's what I want to do. I'm sorry, I get a little bit distracted because I read some of your questions. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go through the questions towards the end here, but I just, I want to share this with you because I think this is important. So I said, Lord, please give me an answer. Lord, please, you know, and, and I went through these different scriptures. And what I feel like this is what the Lord is saying is, is that first of all, he's not done, okay? He's not done with America, He's not done with you. He's not done with me. He's not done with your country, wherever you are in the world. I know it looks like we're, we're going into the tribulation right now. I think the hour is late. We're seeing signs on the earth, earth and in the heavens. I'm, I mean, I definitely agree prophetically. We're seeing some signs and we're seeing some things and we're like, oh my gosh, it could be the end times. And maybe it could be. I mean, Christ could come back tomorrow. So definitely have your house in order, right? Definitely have your house in order. But what I think this whole thing is, okay? What I think after I pray today, and I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, putting all this together. I'm thinking that the Lord really wants us to be sharpened and to go not, not just deeper, not just deeper, but to really separate ourselves from the things of this world. I mean, you know, we talked about it on Sunday that we're citizens of heaven, that we're not of this world. Know our identity in Christ. We talked about that. And, and we are meant to be the salt and the light. We're meant to be, you know, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. I mean, what an opportunity this is. Think about all the people that are out there that are freaking out right now. This is a great opportunity for us to minister the gospel. This is a great opportunity for us to get people saved. This is a great opportunity for us to unplug from the prophets of Baal, the mainstream corporate media, and, and all the lies of the enemy, and just to unplug from all that. This is, I mean, we have an opportunity right now. This is, listen, if your job is in jeopardy, you know, because you're not, you know, you don't want to take it. And I encourage you, I really felt the Lord say he's got something bigger for you. If you get fired from your job, let them fire you, by the way. But if they fire you, and you know what? God is about to expand your territory. He's about to open up a new opportunity for you that you couldn't even believe. God is a promote, he's promoting you. If you are the remnant, if you're the righteous remnant, if you're out there and you're willing to stand for righteousness, if you've been doing everything that you know to do, standing on the promise of God, if you are really believing that this is a moment where you have said, you know what, I'm going to trust the Lord with all my heart. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. Come on. If this is where you're at, many of you have lost jobs. I'm telling you, I hear the stories. I know it. Trust me, I'm going through similar things. I don't share it all publicly because they'll write some story in the media or say something crazy and attack me. But you better believe I'm going through this with you. So I'm trying to get the answers too. And what I feel like the Lord is saying is that we're literally being promoted as a remnant. You say, what? Yes, we're literally, see, what the devil meant for good. I'm going to read it again. And we know that all things, not some things, all things, God works for good of those who love him. Do you love him? Do you love him? I love him. Who have been called according to his purpose. You and I have been called according to the purpose of the Lord. We're purposed individuals. That's why I talked about yesterday 
That's why I talked about knowing who we are in Jesus Christ. We're purposed. There's a calling on your life. God has called you out by name. And so we look at all these things. He's telling us what we need to do. There needs to be repentance. You know, that we need to be uh, getting people saved and set free and healed and delivered. You know, we need to be doing all these things. But God is really, he's maturing us. He's maturing us. Think about this. He's mature. See, we've had it so easy. And he's maturing us as a body. In America, I was talking to Andrew Brunson, the guy that was held captive in Turkey. Remember, he was on my show. And, and he says the number one thing that he's worried about the number one thing is that he didn't think American Christians and Western Christians were ready for persecution. And then all of a sudden this, this season happens and it's, it's wicked. It's so wicked to look at the, but it's also so in our face and, and they, they've been forced out. Listen, it's like that Psalm 64. They've been forced out of the shadows. Oh my gosh, think about this. They've been forced out of the shadows. And now they're in, in broad daylight. They're exposed, their plans exposed. Their wicked agendas exposed. Why do you think people are waking up in the droves? Because it's so hard to deny at this point. I mean, the people that are still buying it, think about it, They almost look silly. I mean, it's like you could do like a Saturday Night Live skit about them, how silly they look. There's nothing happening. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. Really? Really? You really believe that still? You're still defending these people? Think about it because it's so in our face. It's so out there now. So the, it, it's not the people like us that have been awake, and many of you for a long time. You know, I remember the Lord started we, you know, waking me up like 20 years ago, so this has been a long journey. So a lot of this stuff that's happening now, it's not really a surprise to me because we've been exposing this stuff for years, and people said we're crazy. And all of a sudden, they now they believe us because, hey, here it is. And they can go back to things that we were saying several years ago, and it checks out. Not the mainstream corporate media, the ones that lied to us, but they can go to people like us that have been sharing the truth and all of a sudden, we don't look so crazy anymore, do we? So now all these new people are listening. That's why, listen, why did the podcast, we did no, no advertising. Like I didn't spend $1, not $1. First of all, I'm not even allowed to advertise on Facebook and all that. So I couldn't even do it if I wanted to. But I didn't spend $1 on advertising. But all of a sudden, you can look at our analytics. The podcast just spiked up one day. It was like, all of a sudden, to the moon. Like what happened? What happened was people started sharing because they said, you know what? I remember this guy was talking about this stuff and now we're seeing it happen, right? So, and I'm, I'm, listen, this isn't about me and this isn't about me bragging. I'm just showing you what the Lord is doing. It's the same thing for remnant churches out there. You know, you've been preaching the same message for years, but all of a sudden people are starting to listen. Look what's happening in the church body. Think about it. The mega churches that were, you know, and some of the mega churches are good. They're not all bad. I mean, I can think of like my friend, Jack Hibbs. He's a, he's a legit guy. You know, there's, there's several, you know, there's many mega churches that are out there that are good, but there's, there's a lot of them that are, and you know who I'm talking about. There's a lot of them that were basically just glorified motivational speakers and the people would come to the church on Sunday and they wouldn't make any changes to their life. And they would go there week after week, year after year. And all they were doing was being entertained. It was like literally, you know, like a concert, you know, and, and so many people thought that's what church is. And what God is exposing is, no, that's not church. That was a bunch of nonsense. That was tickling ears, the fog machines and the skinny jeans and all the nonsense. And so now people are searching for truth. They're, they're hungry. And that's why you got all these other people that are, you know, coming out of nowhere, right? They're coming out of the woodwork, you know, all these, and some of them aren't real people, but some of them are. So you got to have discernment because people are looking for leadership. They're looking for truth. They're seeking. And that's why you got some frauds in there too that are, you know, getting big. 
because, you know, some people don't have good discernment. But to those that have discernment or that are, you know, they're finding the truth tellers and they're finding, you know, they're, they're sensing there's an anointing. They're, they're, they're understanding like, hey, I want more of that. What is that? You know, there's people that have been in churches for years. I was talking to Dutch Sheets at an event behind the stage. And what he was sharing with me was so interesting. He says, Todd, I'm starting from like, you know, level one Christianity with so many people. They don't just know the basics about Christianity. They don't know the basics, the fundamental basics of Christianity. And that's the truth is, you know, people are hungry. They want to know what, you know, tell me about fasting, Pastor Todd. You know, tell me about, you know, is this a sin? You know, they're asking questions. Write about this subject. Write about that subject. And many of us already know about this. Some of us don't, but it doesn't really matter either way because the truth is, is that it's getting out there. The information, and so people are starting to understand what holiness is, what purity is, what righteousness is, what the Lord actually wants. And all of a sudden, those other churches that didn't speak the truth, they got egg on their face because now people are saying, wait a minute, I sat in this church for like 15 years. They never told me that. They never told me that was a sin. You know, they never told me that was wrong. Pastor, why had I never heard that before? Well, I'm sorry. You know, it's unfortunately, that's what happened. We, you know, many of these churches aren't really churches because the pastors are weak. And so what's happened is now when this whole thing is happening, we're seeing who the lions and generals are. We're seeing who the real people are. And then we're seeing that there's a lot of counterfeit. So I really believe there's a swamp even in the church. You know, when Donald Trump said there was a swamp, many people didn't realize the swamp wasn't just in D.C., the swamp was in Hollywood. The swamp was in the schools. The swamp was in, you know, all over the place, the banking system. And it's also in the church. And so what's happening now is that there's a massive exposure that's coming out. There's, there's massive. And so you have to look at the big picture. So many things have happened in the last few months that would have never happened before. Okay. And, and so many people are awakening that would have never been awakened before. And and I really believe that, you know, and yes, somebody said the military. That's true, too. That's right, Luke. Exactly, my brother. So we're, we're seeing the exposure. We're seeing massive exposure, and, and, and it's a lot. It's a lot. But honestly, honestly, I went back to the prophecy from Kim, Kim Clement, and one of the things that he said was is that people are going to be almost scared because so much information is going to come out, and they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? You know, who do I trust? And you know, in a nutshell, that's what he was saying. And it's like, a lot of that is what's happening because people are saying, well, who do I trust? I trusted this person. I listened to this person. Now I'm realizing that that, that person might not be somebody I can trust. Think about it, right? So we have, to, we have to really learn. So God is teaching us discernment. He's teaching us to go deeper in the word. He's teaching me. I'm just gonna share with this personally. Today, like I said, I threw away those other podcasts because I said, you know, I wanna give a word of the Lord today. I want it to be anointed. I don't want me to just speak for the sake of, you know, for the sake of speaking. I don't want to just get out there and just, you know, speak, speak, speak. No, I want to get out there and, and, and speak the word of the Lord. And, and in order to do that, I have to be anointed and I have to spend time in the presence. So even me, what I'm saying is that God is holding me to the same standard, higher standard. You know, leaders are held to a high standard. So I spend a lot of time, Lord, you know, repenting, spending time in the secret place, spending time in the word. And so this is what the Lord is teaching me. So what I'm trying to tell you is, is that even though it seems crazy, even though it seems crazy right now, I know the Lord is working. And what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to hold the line. It's uncomfortable. 
It's uncomfortable for us to continue to hold the line. It's uncomfortable if we, you know, we have a propensity as humans to just want to give up or say it's been too long or it's taking too long, but this is on God's time. It's not on our time. God is moving. Things are changing. You know, the, the, the mainstream media is not going to report on all the breakthroughs, but I'm here to tell you there's breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough that's unreported or underreported that you're not hearing and that you're not seeing that God is on the move and he is doing something and he is going to turn this around for his glory. And when we come out of this on the other side, we're going to have a brand new church. I don't mean that the church is going to be replaced. I'm not trying to bring up some new doctrine here or anything like that. What I'm saying is we're going through the refiner's fire. We're being shaken. And the people that are left standing, the people that don't bail out, you, me, the ones that are willing to stand and, and pray this through, and we're going to come out of this more mature, more strengthened in our faith, more equipped, more anointed. Are you here? Are you hearing what I'm saying? We're going to come out of this on top and we're going to come out of this unscathed, but we're going to come out of this in complete victory. Complete victory. That's what it means. It's, it's not what we thought, but it's something better. See, oftentimes in my life, I was praying for something because I thought that that was the way that, it, you know, it just was so clear to me as a human, hey, this is how I need to pray. And God did not answer my prayer, but guess what? He answered it in a better way, but I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it because I couldn't see in my humanity. I couldn't understand it. I couldn't wrap my human head around it. I had to get the revelation. You know, we look at these crazy, these passports and all these restrictions and Biden's going to come out and say more stuff here in the States probably tomorrow and all this. And it's like, we just, you know, you feel overwhelmed, but you've got to look at what the Lord is doing in this. So many, so he's concerned about souls. He's concerned about souls. And, and what did he give? He gave us a great commission. He gave us a great commission. And that commission was to go and to make disciples. Listen, it's easier for Todd to stay home. You know, I can be more comfortable in my house. I put on the air conditioning. You know, I got to deal with my car that's broke down. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to pay for the airfare. I don't have to deal with the masks and put that on and, you know, on the airplane. And you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just like, you know, and if I drive far, I don't it's easier to stay home, but why do I go out? Because the word of the Lord says, go and make disciples of the nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And that's what I'm doing. And that's what some of you are doing as well. When we go out, when we leave our home, wherever we go, it's the mission field. And we go out, you know, you're in the coffee shop, you're in the grocery store, you're in the gym, wherever you are. And all of a sudden the Lord orchestrates a divine appointment at school a divine appointment and you're able to speak the truth of the Lord and people are discouraged and it gives you an open door. And so the people have never been more open. Think about this. Excuse me. In my lifetime, I've never seen more people open. I've never seen more people open to the word of the Lord. I've I mean, it's like at the point now, I used to try to like kind of, you know, go around the back, you know, and like, you know, wait to you know, come out with the, with the word of the Lord, you know, and when I met somebody new, I was like, ah, you know, I gotta, nowadays, I mean, look, I could go to a supermarket and within five minutes, within two minutes, I can start sharing the word of the Lord with complete strangers. Why? Because God has availed this opportunity in history, this very unique moment in time where everybody, I mean, it's like, I'd say like 70% of America and probably where you are, no matter where you're watching this, 
70 to 80% of the people are now open to me praying for them and speaking in the word of the Lord. I have never in my lifetime seen it like this. Never. So while our personal situation might be tough right now, and you might be looking at a, at a situation where you could lose your job, you might be looking at a situation where it's very grim, your finances, there's a challenge. I believe this is an opportunity in our life right now to trust in the Lord and to stand on the promise of the Lord and to stand on his word and spend time in the secret place and to feed our soul and to remember our identity in Jesus Christ and remember what he says in his word about who we are and then thinking about what he says. This is the new scripture that's been layered onto these other groups of scriptures. Many people have been asking me, what are the scriptures? Well, so far in my fast on the Psalm 64 decree, what came out was the second Chronicles 7, the entire chapter, Joel 2, the entire chapter, Psalm 64, obviously, and now he's speaking about Romans 8.28. And, and we're putting all this together. And we know that in all things, God works for good for those who love him, okay, who have been called according to his purpose. So that's it. We have a purpose. Our purpose is to get people saved, set free, healed, delivered. Our purpose is to be the salt and the light. I mean, we're like perfectly positioned right now. Listen, when I used to be in the business world and we would be like, you know, teeing up a a sale, you know, or something that we were trying to put together. You know, we put together a deck. They call it a deck. It's like a PowerPoint deck. You ever done something like that? And we put together a deck and we present it to the client or the potential client. And we try to make our case, you know, and, you know, we'd, we'd spend a lot of time on the deck. If you had a good deck or, you know, a deck that the client would really, you know, consider impressive, you'd have a much more opportunity to sell, you know? And, and so, you know, obviously some people have better sales skills than others. But, but, you know, there are certain times when the product was so good, you ever had a situation like this, where the product was so good that I didn't even need to sell it. All I needed to do is talk about the product for like a minute and they're like, hey, let me, let me sign the deal. And that, was, that didn't take any skills. It didn't take any anointing as a, as a salesperson, you know. All it would take is me coming in and, hey, here's the, here's the product and, oh, great, let me sign now, there's much difficult, more difficult situations where I would have to put together this beautiful deck and I'd have to put on my A game, you know, be suited up and, you know, dressed to the night and go in there, haircut, all shaved, you know, everything already, you know, beforehand, sending a couple emails. You ever do something like that? It's, it's a whole process. You're building the relationship and you're getting in there. And then maybe, just maybe they'll buy the product if they like you because half, half the job in sales is making sure that the person likes you because you're selling yourself, Right. So I'm just giving you like some sales tactics, right? But here's the thing about this. We don't need sales tactics. We don't need to do all that nonsense because the product, it's not even a product, the, the, the proclamation of what we're bringing, we're not selling it, we're bringing the truth of the gospel of Jesus to a hurting world that's so teed up. Do you see what I'm saying here? It's so teed up that we don't even need to do all the nonsense, the hoopla, all the phony baloney nonsense that some of these churches are trying to do. We don't even need to do that. Just come at them real because people are looking for realness. Just come at them real and say, guess what? You see me? I have peace right now. I have peace. All I need to do is be myself. Look, for this broadcast, what I do, I put on a California hat and a Patriot shirt. This is my favorite shirt if you haven't noticed yet. 1776, Patriot, right? Because I don't need to do, look, you don't care what I look like right now. That's not who you are. All you care about is that I speak the truth. You want authenticity. You want realness. You want truth. 
That's what I want. And guess what? That's what people are hungry for. And we have the answer. His name is Jesus. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he is going to get us through this very difficult time. Oh, my goodness. Think about what I'm saying here. This is anointed of the Lord. This is not me, by the way. This is not me, okay? See how the anointing starts coming once we're all in unity here on this? Pro I'm telling you, this is God. This is God. Hallelujah. Somebody just said, uh, let us worship in D.C. Awesome, he's doing it 21 days. Yeah. You know what? Do the 21 days with Sean. That's awesome. I mean, listen, the Lord is not going to, it's not going to go back. Like, it's not going to be a negative thing if you fast, okay? It's not going to be a negative thing. I'm just going to tell you right now. It's not going to be a negative thing. If you do your own fast or you join Sean's fast or, you know, you join Gilad's fast. Or, it's not about us. It's not about who's fast you're joining. Give me a break. I could care less if you join theirs or mine or I don't even have a fast. What I'm saying is, is that God wants us to go deeper. That's the bottom line. He wants us to go deeper. Come as you are. For all these years, people have tried to put on this front what in the world? Like this front in Christianity, you got to be perfect and proper. No, that's not at all. God says, come as you are. In fact, who did he hang around? He hung around the worst of the, the messed up people. The worst. He didn't hang around all the prim and proper people or elite. You know, he hung around the most messed up people. And he said, you know, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. And we're going back to the original message. This is back to purity. This is back to the truth. It's not about all that nonsense that they made it about for years. That was the problem. That was, that's what messed everything up because all this nonsense. You know, these people with these church growth seminars and blah, 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 blah. Listen, if you want your church to grow, have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. My friend, uh, you know, I could just go on and on about some of my friends that I've seen tremendous growth. I don't want to name one and not name the other. But so many pastor friends that I know that have just spoke the truth, they're remnant pastors, and God has expanded their territory. And meanwhile, those other people that were the showmen, those other swamp creatures in the church that were just trying to sell you something, what happened to them? God is going to remove those people one by one. They're going to be exposed one by one because this is a season of refiner's fire. It's a, it's a season where God is refining his church and he's shaking his church and he wants to see who's willing to stand. He wants to see who's going to stand throughout the whole thing. He doesn't want the people that are going to bail at the first problem or going to bail like, oh, this is happening. I'm going to bail now. Where are you going to go? I mean, that's what I always say. Where are you going to go? Are you going to join the enemy's camp team? Come on. Come on. So God is, is giving us, this is like a spiritual workout. We're having to, you know, get deeper and stronger in our faith and really going into the word of God and really understanding what God is saying and really seeking his heart. But here's the good news. And you're like, oh, please give me some good news, please. There's good news. The good news is that we win. The good news is you're on the winning team. The good news is that God has a plan. His plan didn't end because of some, you know, Biden proclamation, executive order. His plan for your life didn't end because the people in this world are trying to be tyrants and they're exposing themselves and the, and the fake church people are exposing themselves. Let them all expose themselves. Let them all expose. God is exposing the frauds. Hallelujah. We couldn't have done it a better way than what God is doing right now. He's exposing the real and he's exposing the fraud. Thank you, Jesus. That's the good news.
And when we come out of this, it's going to be a whole new situation. It's going to be a whole new season. People are being teed up. Like I said, you don't have to come with the deck and the, you know, the sales, you know, what am I, am I going to have a fog machine and a certain light machine and the lights got to work this way and, you know, during the worship, the song's got to be, no, that's not what God's looking for. God's looking for when you get into worship, you enter into the holy secret place, the holy of holies, this new covenant that God has given us because he died on the cross for our sins that we're able to enter into the holy of holies and experience the, the living God who's never left the throne. And once we get into that place, it doesn't matter what the fake news media is saying. It doesn't matter what a politician is saying. It doesn't matter how many times they try to steal our country or do all these awful things that they're trying to do because they will be exposed. What's meant for darkness will be turned around according to the word of God. He says, and we know that in all things, all things, all things, all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. You are going to come out of this once it all happens. And it's it's not, we, we said it's going to get bumpy. You remember that? It's going to get bumpy. We, we said that. Okay, we knew that. The Lord, gave, he doesn't do anything without alerting us. He told us it was going to get bumpy. He told us it was going to be difficult. But he did not, he's not done. Because if he was done, he would be telling us right now, by the Holy Spirit, in the secret place time, he'd be saying, it's done. He'd be saying, that's it. This is the end times. He'd be saying, that's it. I, I've, I've not heard barely anybody that feels that way, except for a couple of doom and gloom people. I don't believe that's what the Lord is saying. I believe what the Lord is saying is, is yes, he said it was going to get bumpy. Yes, it was going to get tough. But again, he's told us we're going to come out of this unscathed and untouched and wiser and stronger and listen, I'm going to tell you something else too. Some of these guys that are generals, you know, in the military or whatnot, they didn't just become, and I know some of them are woke. I'm not talking about the woke ones. I'm talking about the, the real patriots, you know, like think general. Uh, but, but let's just think about this. Like if you're a general in the military, you know, most of those generals, almost all of them have been through some type of war theater experience where they've been on the front lines themselves and they've been in the battle and they survived. They went through the battle. They survived. You know, many of the, the modern leaders in our military right now, I'm talking about the good ones, have been in Iraq. They've been in Afghanistan. They've served in wartime. And that's where they got their credentials. That's where they got their medals. And they became, they, they, you know, they were raised up the ranks. And now they're generals, right? I'm not talking about the woke ones. But you understand the analogy of what I'm making. In the body of Christ, what's happening right now is, is we're in a wartime. Okay, we're in a wartime. So right now we're in there. But the thing is, we're going to come out of this and then this is where the new generals are going to come from because it's the people that were willing to stand. It's the people that were willing to hold the line. It's the people that were not, you know, just didn't just give up and cut out. So we're going to be th this group right here as we make this out unscathed and untouched and we see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living and we understand what's going on. This is the new set of generals and all these other people are going to fall by the wayside. Let them go. Get out. Leave. Go. Do it. You're exposing yourselves. We should have never followed you in the first place. Thank you, Jesus, for showing us the truth. Does that make sense? So, so I know I'm kind of a little bit all over the place today, but it's just like I felt the anointing of the Holy Spirit just speaking this out. So we're in a war. God is raising up a remnant army for a time as this. Lions and generals, boldness. 
He's telling us what we need to do. He's giving us our marching orders. He's giving us divine strategy. And by the way, he's telling us what's going to happen. That what was meant for evil is going to be turned around for good. But the bottom line is we've got to walk through this whole thing. We can't give up now. I know in our humanity we want to do that. But see, listen, that's why I waited today. I could have released one, two, or three of those podcasts. But I said, you know what? These are not anointed. I don't want them out there. Because you know what? I respect you and I don't want to put out a word just to put out a podcast. I was waiting on the word of the Lord. I was waiting on the anointing. And I said, whatever it takes, Lord, if I got to get back in the secret place, if I got to spend half the day in prayer, that's what I need to do because this is important. I need a word from you. I need a now word. And then the Lord releases the word and it's like, oh my goodness, it makes so much sense because it's not me. It's not me. You get it. You understand what I'm saying. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of the living God. My goodness. Think of what we have available. We have available the Holy Spirit. We're on the winning team. He's given us all the tools. We're in a war. But you're going to come out unscathed and untouched. And God is going to promote this group. God is going to promote this group. You mark my words. God is going to promote this group. This is the group. I mean, I'm not just talking about this group, but you know what I'm saying? Real remnant people all around the world. Real remnant people. Those are the people that are being promoted and anointed. And when we come out, it's going to look completely different because we're in a new wineskin. It's a shaking. It's a refining. We, we don't know how it's going to play out exactly, but we know the word of the Lord. We know the word of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He sustains us. Listen, when the children of Israel were walking through the desert place, what did he do? He gave them manna from heaven. He guided them by day and by night. He showed them how to go, what to do. It was amazing what God did. 40 years. 40 years. But did they get the promised land? Yes, they did. They got to the promised land. Who was it that made it to the promised land? The people that believed and prayed it through and, and understood that God was moving on their behalf. They didn't look at the ites on the land and say, oh my gosh, they're too big. The giants are too big. Those people didn't make it. But it was the people that trusted the Lord and understood that God was going to bring them through the promised land. And we are going through a season right now where we're at a war and the Lord is saying, listen, I'm going to get you through. I'm going to get you through. But you got to trust me. You got to hold fast. You got to hold the line. You got to stand. So he's going to guide us. Okay, he's going to guide us. We're, gonna, we're in this together. Thank God for this community. Hallelujah. I love you. Uh, I'm seeing all different types of comments on here. So let me just try to answer a few because I know there's many. Uh, Teresa, let's see. You said uh, my family and I got the vaccine. Uh, my husband's sake back in April, believing God was leading us to do the right thing, knowing Trump isn't my savior, Jesus is, but 45 did promote the vaccine. I don't believe what Biden's doing, holding uh, unto the Lord that my family is under the shadow of his wings. Amen. And that's it. You know what? If you took it, you took it. If you didn't, you didn't. The bottom line is we have to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean out on our own understanding. Obviously I've shared my thoughts on this, but you know, you gotta, you gotta ask the Lord. I think it's wrong for a pastor to be coming out and telling people to get it. I think it's wrong for a church to have like, you know, the thing in their parking lot where people are coming. I think that's ridiculous and it shouldn't happen. And I think that these churches that say only vaccinated people can come, that's not a real church to me because Jesus prayed for lepers and he prayed for the sick and he wasn't afraid. The Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed in the name of Jesus. If you got it, you got it. If you didn't get it, I would just pray and really ask the Lord, inquire of the Holy Spirit because you gotta be wise. 
Now, I'm not going to talk about it on this on this program because they'll take it down. Okay. Uh, but but you know you got to be wise. Please be wise. Think about it. Pray about it. Do your research. Do your research. But if you took it already, you took it. Okay, it's done. What are you going to do, right? You know what? At this point, just pray. Ask the Lord protect me, protect my health. You know, my body is the temple of your Holy Spirit. And Lord God, I want to consecrate myself. I would I would suggest you take a, you know, a, a communion with your family, and you get on your faces. You know, that's that's the one thing I want to see. Uh, people getting on their faces before the Lord, crying out to him, calling upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says, call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. You know, uh, I think that we shouldn't be discriminating against one another. Churches should never say that a certain people group cannot come. That's not a church, okay? That's not a church. If a church tells you you can't come, if you're unvaccinated, find a new church. Find a remnant church. They're out there. You gotta find them. In the meantime, we're doing services on Sunday, right? Parks, parks. She said, Pastor, I mean, any any legal counsel resources I can I can access? Yes, um, lc.org, which is liberty libertycouncil.org, lc.org. You can go to pacificjustice.org, pacificjustice.org. My friend Brad Dacus. Uh, you can go to the Alliance Defending Freedom, Alliance Defending Freedom. Um, you can go to the Thomas More Society, Thomas More Society. Um, you can reach out to me. Uh, Todd.coconado at rlcus.org. And I'd be happy to guide you with, uh, there's a list. If you go to remnant.news, if you go to remnant.news, there's a list of like every state. One of our articles has every state patriot lawyers. It's one of the best articles I think we put out there. Very great resource. Remnant.news. Not like remnant.com. You go to remnant.news. News is like the .com, but it's remnant.news. Go on there. You'll see a bunch of resources. I have all different types of resources about the stuff that I'm talking about today. Hallelujah. Thanks, Parks. Um, how did Trudeau afford $60 million boat? <laughs> well, I think we all know Trudeau is about as corrupt as they come. He's a he's a deep state guy as far as I'm concerned. Um, we pulled our pre-K out when they demanded masks. You will not be wearing a mask for eight uninterrupted hours. That's right. Good, good job, Kirsten. Many, many families, if you're able, many families are doing homeschooling in this season. Um, some people are working together with other families to do like several families in one homeschool. That's a way if you, if you got a job during the day that you got to go to and you're not able to do the homeschool program, you can partner with other Christian families in your community, in your church, or your friends, and you could do a, a homeschool with several different families. That's one idea. You know, the other thing is we've got to push back and fight back. Like if there's no option and your kids are in the public school, that's okay. You're not a bad parent. But, you know, go to the, if you're able, go to the, you know, the school board meetings, push back. We see these mama bears out there. I've seen them in Tennessee, you know, mama bears, papa bears that are out there that are standing, that are pushing back, that are, that are telling these people the truth at these, you know, these city council meetings, these school board meetings. We've got to be active. And that's one of the ways that we can do this. So good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, TJ, you said, don't judge anyone. You don't know what anyone else is going through. Forgive yourself and others pointing a finger. Yeah, I mean. The worst thing that we could do, especially as a body of Christ, is be, you know, attacking one another. I see a lot of that out there. But, you know, we got to show the love of Christ. Um, you know, sometimes I get a little bit upset or a little passionate, but then I, I step out for a minute. I calm down. I get in the presence of the Lord because I don't want to be um, speaking that way to people. Because what happens is no matter what you've done or said in the past, I can tell you this as a pastor, it doesn't matter how kind or how nice you've been. Once you lose your cool one time and you say something that later you'll regret to a non-believer, they will never forget that. And they'll say, oh, that person is a Christian, but look how they act. 
So the enemy will use that to accuse you. He's the accuser of the brethren. So that's why we have to stay in the presence of God and we have to you know, fill ourselves up every day. And as angry as we, we might want to get, because listen, this warrants a righteous anger, a lot of this stuff. The bottom line is, remember, they will always accuse you, especially if you have that one outburst or you cuss or you do something that you probably will later regret and they'll hold it against you. I've learned this over the years. Please, please, please. Uh, Luke, he said, I want to see the vax and unvax praying together and worship together. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, it's just ridiculous that people are saying that people can't come together. We're, we're an ecclesia. We're a body of Christ. That's what it is. Amen. Uh, thank you, Teresa. Appreciate you. Uh, let's see here. I'll, I'll answer one or two more. Uh, C. Kimber, you said, go deeper, come as you are, and he will connect you with the fishers. Oh, wow. This is a pretty long one here. Okay. The fishers of men to call them in a personal relationship to Yeshua. That's right. We are in the winning camp. Rebuke the enemy's camp full of confusion and strife. He comes as the father of lies to kill, steal, and destroy. The Lord is our peace. Knowing the final word is his. Hallelujah. There's victory in Jesus Christ. Amen. That's a great comment. It's kind of a long one, but I would suggest you read it. Some good stuff there. Good, good comment. Thank you. Um, let's see here. Uh, Parks, you said, just as you mentioned my name, Pastor Todd, it cut out on me. Oh, man. Hopefully you can go back and listen to it, Parks, but I, I gave some resources. I also said to go on to remnant.news. Uh, Sunday, you said, Pastor Todd, will you be coming to Colorado Springs? Yes, I plan on it unless something crazy happens before then. Like they say, we can't travel without, you know, if that happens, I mean, I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. But, you know, as far as I know, we're planning on coming. Yes. And it would be great to see you. Great to see you. Uh, Lulu, you said, it will not help anything. This is where we need to rise above. We all have a past. Yes, that's right. And it's time to love people. Thank you. That's the truth. We have a, listen, and no one on here is without sin. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, all this elitism and, you know, let me just speak about this too before we go. But, you know, I'm just kind of sharing some of my grievances in my heart here. But, you know, I've seen a lot over the years. I got to be careful. You know, people see now and they see me taking pictures of certain people. And they think, oh, Pastor Todd, the Christian community, you're accepted, you're loved. Listen, I was an outcast for many, many years. You know, when people started giving me some respect and attention was when they saw that I had a, a lot of followers. But I'm going to be honest, for most of my Christian years, especially as a preacher, because I've always been a, you know, outspoken preacher saying the same exact things that I'm saying now, by the way, for the most part. But this wasn't always the, you know, people didn't want to hear this message. Okay, this is now... Certain people are embracing it, more people, and you know they see that we have followers, now all of a sudden they want a picture taken. When I, it wasn't always like that. And I just want you to know, I've gone through a lot of the same things that you've gone through in the body of Christ. I've seen elitism. I've seen um, you know, people that want to be cool and want to be seen by man and want to go to these elite, you know, this elite Christian group and everything like that. I never want to be a part of that group. I'm just going to be real with you. I never want to be. I, I like being with the people. I like, to me, it's about praying at the altar and, and seeing breakthrough and you know, speaking the truth of the word of God, I'm not into all that elite stuff, okay? That VIP stuff and all that. I know there's a you know there's a group of the Christian community that's like that. That's not, I'm not into that. I'd have no desire to be a part of that. I've had many opportunities over the years to be part of that stuff. I, to me, it's just, you know, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I take pictures with people and I appreciate people and all that, but I'm just saying like that, that whole VIP elitism stuff, that that's not my, that's not how we roll over here. And, uh, you know, I think that's part of the problem. What I think the Lord wants us to do is get on our face before the Lord, to repent, to cry out, to call upon the name of the Lord. Like I read earlier, the sacred assembly, the, you know, all the different things that he wants to do to consecrate ourselves. This is how we're going to see true anointing and true breakthrough. 
It's not about all the hoopla and all the nonsense. And by the way, it's, an, it's not about a name or a ministry either. It's not this person that's going to bring revival or that person that's going to bring revival. It's the Holy Spirit that's going to bring revival. It's not a person. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay. Christians need to become involved. Yep. That's right, Stacy. And, it will, and, and, and not expect others. Yep, that's it. You got it right there. She just said it. Not expect others to, you know, to do our work for us. We need to go out and be the church. You know, love Mike Lindell, love General Flynn, love all these patriots out there. But bottom line is God is waiting for us to step up, not for other people to fight our battle for us, not for Donald Trump. You know, God bless him. He's, you know, I think he was a pretty great president, but he wants us to step up. This is go time. It's go time. Amen. Uh, let's see here. I'll probably do like one or two more here. Uh... Pastor Rick, let me read yours here. Pastor Rick here, let us keep witnessing to non-believer. Yep. And, and we need to save them from what's coming. Jesus is near. We have some grace and some more at Straight Up Church. I, I think that's your church. We have, uh, say, five in the last week. Remnant Church is preaching from the Bible until lights go out. Amen. I mean, that, that you know, listen, the Great Commission is simple. Go and make disciples. We started... You know, actually, I would say we stopped making disciples. Pastors stopped meeting. I, when I was younger, pastors would pour into me. They would, they would meet with me, have coffee with me. Thank you, Jesus. It was those few people, not a lot, a couple of them, that were willing to spend time. And I wasn't paying them, but they were willing to, uh, to spend time with me, to disciple me. And it's those people that got me solidified in my faith and, of course, the Lord. And, and we need to pour into people. We need to be about the Lord's business and be about a great harvest and a great commission. Amen. All right, guys, this is a pretty long uh, broadcast. So I think I'm going to end it here. But I think we, uh, we said a lot. Hopefully you're encouraged. Hopefully you're leaving here strengthening your faith today. Hopefully you're not growing weary. Hopefully you're, 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 you're understanding what the Lord is doing a little bit more from even the revelations today. I bless you guys. I love you. I appreciate you. We'll be back probably tomorrow with more information. Actually, tomorrow for sure. Uh, because we have, uh, well, we have a really important day in California. So we're going to be reporting on that. All right. God bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in.